are listening to Radio Influence. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Forking Around Town. I'm your host, Tracy, and today it's all about beer and coffee, which are two of my favorite things. I am joined today by Matt Abdoni from Abdoni Brothers Coffee. How are you, Matt? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm really excited because I discovered you on Instagram and all the coffee you've been doing. And you have a really interesting story. So rather than me spoiling it, I'd rather you kind of tell it because I see your children are involved. Yeah. Ab- cool. <laughs> um, so I guess it's, it's a three-pronged kind of story. Um, I, I've been in the beverage business for almost 20 years here in Tampa, and I'm practically a Tampa native. And my dad, um, my dad, his name is Kamel Abdoni, was Kamel Abdoni. He is the youngest of seven, and he had th- three older brothers. Okay. And they're all independent business owners. Um, so I guess that's, that's the first prong, so the Abdoni brothers. Well, they had a ton of sons, and, and <laughs> all the sons are independent business owners. Um, of, of different sorts. I see the name everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. Yeah. So, the, so we got more Abdonian brothers. And then there's my brother and I. My, I'm 11 years older than him. And I ended up having two sons. So they're, they're um, 10 years old and seven years old. And the one, my dad passed away in, uh, in late, uh, in December of 2018. Okay. And when he passed, I was thinking, um, you know, what really tied our, as our families coming back together, mm-hmm. Uh, what what really ties our family together, and and it was the fact that we all have worked together in some way, and we have to communicate together on a, on a regular basis. And I thought, how can I keep that for my kids? You know, how can my two boys stay connected mm-hmm. uh, in some way? And I wanted to create a business. I, I've been itching to do it forever, and um, I, I thought coffee. I've been so passionate about coffee for the past decade and a half, and and. I started researching, can I, how can I do coffee out of my house? Is it legal? Yeah. <laughs> and I found out um, it, is. it is. You can I, you can run a confectionery operation out of your house under a cottage industry license that no one really knows exists. And, mm-hmm. and coffee falls in that format, mm-hmm. roasting coffee specifically. Because all you're doing is like basically, it's like putting a piece of bread in the toaster. You're just toasting it, right? right. You're, and, and, and so there's, there are no like microbes. There's nothing that can make you sick. So you can run it out of your house without the FDA regulating you. And, uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, my kids will love this. So I invested. I found, I figured out how much money I could invest uh, out of my own pocket. Uh, and I, I gave myself a budget of $10,000. And uh, this starting in, this project started in January of 2019. And uh, I, I had a commercial coffee roaster. Um, it's a two kilo, two kilogram, which is one point, uh, which is 2.2 pounds. Coffee roaster custom made and sent to my house. Yeah. Um, I had it all installed. It runs on propane in my garage. So <laughs> That's I, cool. Yeah, so I roast, um, I roast about 28 ounces of coffee at a time, two whopping bags. It's yeah. a very nano operation. Yeah. And um, my, my boys have been involved from the beginning. They helped me pick out the coffee roaster. Um, they helped me. We, we started with, like, the different origins. I said, guys, where do you want to start getting coffee from? And they're like, I, I don't know anything about this. So we, we've gone down the journey of learning about coffee together um, and sourcing coffee. Uh, coffee grows uh, along the equator in between um, the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn. And, um, and so very, very tight region in the world. So like we're looking for different countries in South America and Central America and Africa. 
That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been kind of studying coffee a lot too since we're getting ready here to go into the coffee industry. So I've been doing a lot of research. Yeah. It's so, really neat. Uh, in fact, um, I had to pick my son up. He got injured at camp today. I had to go pick him up. And and he's like, hey, Dad, uh, one of the counselors wants to buy some coffee from me. He really likes Brazilian coffee, but I told him— if you blend the Brazilian and the Peruvian together, it, it's really good. <laughs> oh, that is. And how old is he? He's 10. He's 10. That's incredible. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, my, uh, my son started drinking coffee. He's 14 now. He was probably four. He just picked my cup up one day and loved it. And now every day he makes coffee. It's funny. Yeah, we, we'll make ice cream at home and grind the coffee to espresso grind and, and add that in. Now you've got coffee, ice cream. And it, I mean, you can add it to so many different things. Uh, we do like... Uh, paleo protein bars with espresso grind in it to kind of oh, wake you really, up. I love those. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. I love like coffee rub steak is one of my favorites. I love to do that. That's, that's on the agenda of many things to do is create a coffee rub. It, yeah. Yeah. You have to do it. I'm telling you. There's actually also one of my favorite, I don't know if you like cheese or not, but oh, oh yes. love cheese. There's a company called Beehive Cheese Company. They're based out of Utah. Okay. And I first discovered them probably 10 years ago and they have their signature cheese is called Barely Buzzed. So it's rubbed with espresso and lavender and it's incredible. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. You can get it um, here in Tampa, probably like Whole Foods has it, any of those fancy grocery stores, Fresh Market and Cheese Please on McDill. Excellent. You have yeah. to try it. It's great. I, I'm going to source this one out, no yeah, doubt. You'll love it. Okay, you will cool. love it. You will love it. And so you're also in the beer business, which I think is, I love how that all kind of ties in. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, I've been in a craft beer um, marketing and sales for almost 20 years. It's my 18th and a half year. Um, and it's, it's a long journey. Um, I mean, craft beer wasn't a thing when I got into it. Mm-hmm. And when I really got into it, I don't, are you from Tampa? No, I'm originally from California, but I've lived here 17 years. Okay. So. Well, on McDill, uh, across the street from Academy of the Holy Names, okay. there used to be a market called, uh, it's still there. It's a, it's an organics food market right next to um, Pinarustica. Oh, yeah. Village Health Market. Yeah, yes. I go there often. Okay. So it used to be called um, Simon Schwartz Market. Okay. I think and, that's before my time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they had a couple of them around town. Anyway, and they were like the premier beer destination in probably maybe central Florida at the time. This is like late nineties, early okay. late nineties, and uh, so I got a job there, and and I was just intrigued by all the labels. You know, and this is pre-internet almost, right? Mm-hmm. Like th- we're still dial-up, if, if that's even thing. <laughs> AOL dial-up. <laughs> so all the investigation I could do was like at the public library, yeah. and so I was investigating beer. And once my dial-up speed got fast enough, and my parents allowed me to like really get online, I started googling like best beers in the world, or I guess back then it was Yahooing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I discovered a website called RateBeer.com. I've R-A-T-E. heard of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like the consumer reviews of, of beer. And uh, I became an administrator when I was in college in here mm-hmm. at USF um, in the early late 90s, early 2000 of this website. And that led me down a long journey and into a career of, of craft mm-hmm. beer. Oh, that's incredible. I love it. And I love your shirt, Cigar City. Yeah. Yeah, they're the official uh, craft beer sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning this year for a, a couple of years. So hopefully we'll have some games next year in Where person. Where we can actually go. I know. <laughs> yeah, I always see highlight. I think it's like $13 a can or maybe 20 No, 22 It's got to be more than 13 Yeah. It, it, it's expensive. <laughs> it is. But you know, um, Cigar City opened a little brew pub right there in the plaza. I saw that. Yeah. The last time I was at a game in February before everything happened, I, I walked by it going to my car. Yeah. Full food, uh, great mm-hmm. lineup of beers. Uh, yeah. Is it is it open right now? 
That's a great question. Probably not. I know breweries are kind of weird right now. They're like growlers only to go and everything. So yeah, well, um, a lot of the breweries went out and got food licenses so they could open mm-hmm. their doors in some capacity or another. Um, I've got a brewery I work with over in St. Pete, Flying Boat. They they got a licensed uh, pizza oven, um, but it's a it's a pizza machine. Okay. You literally like a vending machine for pizza. Oh, I need to go check it out. <laughs> it is really, yeah, it's really yeah. crazy. It is a, it looks like a, a soda would come out, but no, a pizza comes out six minutes later, but it licenses you under food. Um, Crooked Thumb Brewery over in Palm Harbor, or Safety Harbor. Safety Harbor, yeah. um, They got a wiener wagon. <laughs> so now they do like gourmet hot dogs. I love it. Yeah. I so love it. Everyone's looking at a different route to get their doors open to serve beer. So you said the one in St. Pete with the pizza machine is called Flying Boat? Fly, Flying Boat Brewery, yes. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add that to my list because if they have a, a like a pizza vending machine, I need to go check that out. Yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah. I think it's the first one in Florida, actually. I saw something on TV recently where they were, you know, places were doing that. And I'm sure you've seen the cupcakes in Hyde Park. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sprinkles, yeah. You can go inside, but it's more fun to order. It is, the especially the music that plays. You know, yeah. like the kids keep hitting the buttons. I'm like, stop. It gives me a headache after a while. But yeah, it's like... Um, don't, I'm not even going to sing it. I don't want to hurt anyone's ears. <laughs> I don't know the song, so maybe you should, but. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I, th- I try to forget it. Every time I go there, it just drives me crazy when you walk down the street. So when you decided to, you know, get into the coffee business, how did you incorporate your children? Because I, I love that. Um, so we named the we named the company. I figured the best way to to have my kids actually invest themselves in the company and feel like it was theirs, was to name it after them in some way or another. So Abdoni Brothers Coffee. Um, so it clearly ties in the last name and, yeah. and the brothers. And then the logo has two little beans on it. It's, um, it's somewhat discreet, but um, it, it makes them proud of the business. And, mm-hmm. and they talk about it often with their teachers and schoolmates. And I think that's great. Yeah. It's teaching them to the young entrepreneurs. And I love seeing them on Instagram too. Oh, thank They're you. They're so cute. So yeah, cute. and I figured, it, I mean... It's I you I don't know how you learn to be entrepreneurial other than just diving in and trying it. Right. And so I figured if they grew up in it, it would mm-hmm. it would give them the um it just it'd give them the mindset that like they could do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny, um one of my friends or my son's friends, you know, therefore I think she's fourteen as well, she started her own vegan baking business and she's at markets every weekend. And I was actually hanging out with her parents last weekend, and they were the first ones to tell me about the cottage law. I had never heard of it. So then, of course, I went and looked into it, and it's kind of neat how many products you can actually do, like pasta and honey. There's all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, maybe there's something I can figure out. Well, especially, uh, you know, coming out of these COVID times mm-hmm. where it, the um, the gig worker, this this could allow them a whole other avenue of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she, for being, you know, either 13 or 14, she's such a hustler. I mean, she goes to the markets, she posts on Facebook, and she always has stuff for sale. And then her mother was telling me that she started going thrift store shopping and putting together outfits and selling mystery boxes for like $25. So smart. It is. It really is. I mean, she's making money and she's not even 16. I love it. Well, it's going to be interesting to see where she takes it if she's that driven at age 16. Exactly. I know. I I admire that. So I always tell my kids, you know, if you want something, you got to work for it. So Absolutely. Like, you, know, you can, I told my son, he really wants to get a job and he still has a couple of years because he's only 14. He wants to work at Publix. But I said, you know, you can figure something out. There's things that you can do to make money. You just have to really sit and think about what you really like and what you're passionate about. Uh, that, 
I hate to say follow your passion because not everyone has a passion, but I like to say like follow your curiosity because everyone's curious about something and maybe that curiosity leads you to your passion. Right. You never know until you try. Yeah. Right. So now you brought a couple of different things here. So before we get into those, I wanted to kind of talk about the different roasts that you guys have. Sure. Okay. So um, starting out, I really wanted to go with this like third wave of coffee. Third wave. So the first wave of coffee was like 1950s. And it it was like kind of that Folgers kind of just commodity. Mm -hmm. uh, People starting to brew their own coffee at home because pre that you actually roasted coffee at home back in the 20s. Uh, And it was Mm -hmm. it was something you did in the mornings or for the day, the the coming day. So then the second wave was really like the Starbucksification of the world, um, where you could get um, gourmet coffee, but to go really quickly. And that's where like the sweet drinks came from. So you're really drinking a a, a milk drink with some coffee in it. (laughs) No, it's, I laugh because I grew up with Starbucks. I remember the first time I went to Starbucks, I was 13 in Seattle and it was their original location. And I think I had a hot chocolate, but then I just got hooked on them. And then when they came to California, I mean, I was in high school, I would hang out at Starbucks every day and drink mochas. (laughs) Yeah. They're, it's I mean, crazy. They're delicious, they no are. doubt. But you don't, you can't, you're not really experiencing the coffee. No. It's like almost a con- liquid confectionery. Right. So the third wave of coffee really came about about around 15, 20, 15 years ago. And it, it's more about the, the terroir of mm-hmm. the coffee itself, mm-hmm. right? So like the, the actual soil and region and uh, surrounding the coffee was grown mm-hmm. in. Because coffee is a lot like wine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, Agreed. In fact, the, a coffee bean is actually, there are two beans in the coffee cherry. And it's, when it's ripe, it looks like a cherry. And you dry it out mm-hmm. and depulp it uh, and, and get the, the beans out and then roast them. So um, I really wanted to accent the bean itself. But what I found pretty quickly is that the consumer that I'm going for really just wanted an elevated experience of their normal coffee. And so then I, I started going from the lighter roast, which had more acidity to it, a little more sharp crispness, um, a lot of citrus notes, to more uh, chasing darker flavors and bringing out more sugars uh, in, in the bean, more extraction of sugars and caramelization, and bringing out more toffee and chocolate flavors and caramel flavors, but, but still leaving that, um, that actual presence of the tawar and the, the earth of the bean. That's, that's amazing. I love that too. I, I'm a dark roast person. You I are. like French roast, Italian roast. That's pretty much all I drink. Any like Ethiopian blends, I like those too. Yeah. So the darkest roast we have, um, and we and I can take it darker. I mean, I'm only roasting two bags of coffee at a time. So I'm a custom coffee. We are a custom coffee roaster. But um, the darkest roast we have is the Northern Italian espresso roast. And it's mm-hmm. a Vienna style roast. Okay. I would like that. I would definitely like that. Yeah. And, and it is still a light, dark roast. So, because I knew if I took it any further, you're losing the essence of the actual bean. Absolutely. That's really fascinating. You know what my, my favorite coffee is? And a lot of people judge me when I tell them this, but it's by Starbucks. It's their Verona. Or no, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, their Verona. I love that one. Yeah. It's got little hints of cinnamon and chocolate. I've just, I love that blend. Co- coffee is magical. I mean, mm-hmm. in fact, um, I can't tell you how many flavor components uh, they've identified in coffee, but it is more than beer or wine. So if you look at a wine flavor wheel or a beer flavor wheel, mm-hmm. the coffee flavor wheel has even more complexity to it. I, I, you know, I did not know that. 
Yeah. See, there's so much stuff I need to learn. <laughs> Thank you. So now, tell me what you brought here. Oh, okay. So um, under cottage industry law, I can't create beverages at home. So what I what what we do is um, we roast coffee. We've created our own custom blend of coffee um, of three different beans from around the world. Uh, it is Brazil, Guatemala, and Colombia. Okay. Um, and so they all add different components. And we we have our own specific uh, roast profile. Um, we roast them. We let it degas for uh, 24 to 48 hours. Okay. And then we will grind it into these little brewer's bags, uh, cold brew bags. I, I, yes, I played with one last night. Yes. Love it. <laughs> so it's, uh, and, and what are, the idea was brew your own cold brew at home. So you are invested in the process and you feel like you have some semblance of like what's happening. And all it is is cold extraction. Mm-hmm. Well, cold brew doesn't have any uh, bitterness to it. It brings out the actual um, nuance that's, that's in the coffee. Um, and it's, it's actually pretty com- complex. Um, but, uh, so what I brought is our cold brew that I also put some different tea varieties in to add a, um, like an allspice flavor to give it a pumpkin spice note. And along with that, we brought, I brought some, uh, oat milk with a little bit of sweet cream in it. So you add, you you blend the the two together and you almost come out with a coffee pumpkin pie. So can I try it? Yes, please do. Would you like one too? Uh, Without doubt. Jason, would you like one? Awesome. All right. I'm excited about this. I, you know, people always have that joke about, you know, um, pumpkin spice and, you know, how it's like here it comes and starts in August and it's basic or whatever. Sure. But I love pumpkin spice. Um, I try to drink it all year round. I get the skinny syrups. I don't know if you've heard of those. Oh, I have. And, yes. And they're, um, I, cause I try to, you know, not have so much sugar in my coffee. And oh, thank you. You're welcome. And so, yeah, they're, they're a pumpkin. I always have it on hand. I order a couple bottles at a time. Well, so. also from the beer business, uh, what I've noticed about seasonal flavors. So the, the best season for flavor, in my opinion, are, are two seasons are fall and winter. And mm-hmm. what it is, is you're, especially being here in Florida where we don't have any change of weather, <laughs> it, at Tell least me you about can it. experience a change of season, although it's liquid. Yeah, no, this is, this is really good. I really like this a lot. I could drink this every day. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's fantastic. Because I know, like, it's just sometimes it's so hot. Like, I'll drink coffee at home, and then you go out in the heat, and then the last thing you want to drink is coffee. Yes. And sometimes here in the building, it's not as, you know, as cool as it should be. But this is this is perfect for Florida. Without question. And it's, um, I, I to be honest with you, we love the coffee the flavor of coffee so much, that caramelization mm-hmm. of the sugars um, and those deep like chocolate notes that we do a lot of a decaf coffee, like custom um, specialty decaf coffee. In fact, uh, I roasted 20 pounds of decaf just the other day. Really? We have a, a couple of customers that, that only drink decaf for different heart conditions. Um, but so we always have a decaf cold brew going that, that my boys really enjoy also. I like that. I like, but we you know both times I was pregnant with my kids it was, you know, coffee I knew was going to be a challenge to give up. So I always allowed myself to have one cup a day. And then I think I drank like the half-calf by like Folgers or something. Because yeah. I, I had a hard time finding a good decaf. You know, this was like 14, 15 years ago. It's so, come yeah, a long way. It has come. I've noticed that too. I really have. It's great. Because yeah, sometimes I drink a lot of caffeine and I try to chill out a little bit on that. <laughs> well, for, for, for many decades, uh, decaffeination of coffee was, was done using chemicals. Mm-hmm. And now it's done using, well, high-end is it's still done that way on the low end, but on the high end, they do it with um, water processing. 
So they steam the bean, open up the pores, they soak it in water, they circulate it through a really intense filtration system, okay. and and it is, extracts the ninety nine percent of the caffeine out of the bean. I didn't. That's so fascinating. I had no idea yeah. how the process. I you know I never really thought about how do you create decaf coffee. So now tell me where everyone can find you on social media. Now people can buy from you directly through Instagram. Yes. So um, you know. Another component of the business was I didn't want to create an e-commerce business. I really wanted to know our customers. Mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to have that interpersonal relationship. Um, it, and so, like my boys come with me. I'm, I'm the driver. They're the delivery people. We do it after work. Uh, I love Mon- it. <laughs> Monday through Friday. Last night we delivered uh, two to two different uh, customers in our in our surrounding neighborhood by bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can find us uh, on Instagram predominantly at at Abdoni Brothers, A-B-D-O-N-E-Y, brotherscoffee.com. Or excuse me, Abdoni Brothers Coffee is our handle. Right. Was that yeah, your handle. Yeah, I know it's one of the most social media terms, right. your handle. Uh, and then we also have a website, abdonibrotherscoffee.com. Right. And I currently have a giveaway going on for an awesome cold brew kit from you guys. I'm excited. So be sure to check out my Instagram page. I have them tagged as well. So in order to enter, you do have to follow them. Yes. <laughs> Tag a coffee-loving friend. Yeah, I'm excited. I I just made your cold brew last night. I took a little taste of it today when I before I was running out, and it's really good. Yeah, you know, um, I've identified that really 24 hours is the best like steeping period. I think my label says it's a little bit shorter. I think it says time. 12 to 18. Yeah, but really, uh, 24 hours I think is a sweet spot. Okay, I'll try because I have one more bag. I'll try it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think mine went. It went about 18 hours. Yeah, I tried it. It'll be great. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it, the little bit I tried was good, so I was like, this will be a little afternoon pick me up. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Well, I really, I really appreciate you coming here today. And I mean, there's just, there's so much information. I'm just excited to learn everything. And well, I'm just... happy to be a resource and, and, and that, that's a great thing. I mean, we have our customers order coffee from us by text, phone call, uh, I, you know, instant messages through Instagram, mm-hmm. um, it, all different mediums. So yeah. at some point I'm going to have to make it more streamlined for my boys, you know, and, and every, they're writing everything down in a notepad. And <laughs> It's really neat, though, because they really learn, like, the process of processing an order and how business development goes, and I think it's great. Oh, it's a really you. great learning experience, and I love that personal touch. Oh. These are actually talking to a human being, and I think that gets forgotten nowadays. Well, the, the, there's a real component to it that, like, every co- everyone brews their coffee differently. So if you want pre-ground coffee, we need to grind it to your specification. So that's part of the process is asking how you brew your coffee. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, yeah, I've never had anyone ask me that before until you. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for joining me. Happy guys. to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Be sure to check out Abdoni Brothers Coffee on Instagram. Enter my giveaway. Tag a coffee-loving friend. And don't forget that a new episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com or wherever else you like to download your podcasts. Have a great Great weekend. Cheers. Hey gang, Jerry P. Tuck here, co-host of A Place for My Head. Each week, Brandon Thompson and I are going to be talking about the importance of mental health. We're going to be talking everything from stress, anxiety, different mental illnesses, different chronic illnesses. And frankly, the rigors of everyday life and how we all struggle to get through it. We're not medical professionals, but 
We are looking to start that conversation that needs to be had about the stigma around mental illness and how it affects us every single day. We'll talk to experts, but at the end of the day, a place for my head is all about real people with real stories about real life. Check out A Place for My Head with Brandon Thompson and myself, Jerry P. Tuck, each week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.